the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I've been on this committee 10 years. I've never seen anything like this. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. You know, Jim Jordan, pretty much everything that's going on in America politically, nobody's ever seen anything like this. Uh-huh. Almost every single thing, every aspect of our politics, nobody's ever seen anything like this. I'd like to go back to the good old days, Jack, when everything was calm and placid, peaceful, happy for everyone. Back to the good old days when we didn't deal with any of our problems. Our uh, national debt just kept growing. Illegal immigration was not dealt with, so you end up with somewhere between 10 and 20 million people here illegally. The secretary of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, who's supposed to keep track of this sort of thing, the other day said, we don't know within 10 million people how many illegals we have in this country. Good system. What country does that? The system worked. (laughs) Don't know within 10 million how many people you have here illegally. That's incredible. Live from Studio C. Si, senor! A dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I get it! The smash hit new comedy from Joe Biden Films. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, funny. (laughs) That trumped Trump's taxes. Yes. As a uh, stand-in. Yes. (sighs) Yes, yeah, Trump's taxes would have been a good choice. I uh, yeah, I got a lot to say about that. That's an interesting one. I think that's a really interesting discussion. That's what we're going for here. So that's great. <laughs> that's kind of the whole talk radio thing. Whether the Congress can get their uh, greasy mitts on them is that what you mean? Or whether it should be a law, whether it should be mandatory that presidential candidates have to reveal their tax returns. Mm. The a majority of Americans agree. I'm not sure I do, but I certainly understand the uh, the impulse. I don't think it's you know. The, the intent is evil. I just know how it plays out in actuality, which I want to talk about later. I know yeah. how it t- plays out in real life. Yeah. That's an interesting question again. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I mean, I can certainly see that since our financial lives or, or the levers that operate upon us financially are very important levers. I mean, there are reasons when I feel like saying blanket, I'm out to my job. I don't. It has a a strong pull. You know, investments, opportunities, the rest of it, they're an influence on your life. So do the American people deserve the right to know what financial influences there are on a person? Eh, You could make the argument. I haven't thought about it much. The problem is the way it's used in reality. And I've got as a weapon. I've got two (laughs) great recent examples. Why I have a problem with it. Right. We'll talk about that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Um, 
My favorite part of the political season is when the uh, politicians start arriving on Saturday Night Live as characters and stuff oh, like that. You're right. But I oh, was you're thinking, right. We're getting close to that. I was thinking Joe Biden himself ought to just mock himself and go on the air on Saturday Night Live and smell somebody's hair like cast members. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be the old hang a lantern on it. Yeah. Make fun of it yourself to try to take any power away from it. I'm not sure it would work, but that'd be pretty funny if he just wandered out and started sniffing people's hair. The fact that it (laughs) wouldn't work, and I don't think it would, indicates something about how creepy it is. Yeah, and I he, don't think he could do that without people thinking, geez, that is so weird. Plus, he'd walk out and say, where's Chevy Chase? Because <laughs> he's old, you see. I do see. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. We have a new world record for the fastest Instagram account to uh, achieve one million followers. Mm. I'm uh, not on the gram. I should get on the gram. Uh, it's it's a young man's game. I I am not on the gram. That it is a it is a scary place for me. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, I, I'm much more comfortable with Twitter, where I can use my cleverness and words to to. But but yeah, just pictures of my cereal. I don't think that's going to shut it down. Um. Uh. But so the official Instagram of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, that is your Prince Harry and your Princess Meghan. Uh, they set a record for the shortest amount of time at five hours and 45 minutes to get a million followers oh, boy. that smashed the previous record held by Korean pop star Kang Daniel, who took 11 hours, who beat the then record holder, the Pope, who took 12. <laughs> you know, I'll give you credit for this. That's a heck of an interesting three, two, one countdown yeah. of the all time great. <laughs> you could make an argument for the Pope. If you're Catholic, you'd like to be up to speed on what the Pope is uh, saying about various things. The other ones are pretty difficult to uh, to justify. Yes. Particularly the royals. God dang it. Every time, I, every time I see a headline about, uh, you know, her, what she's wearing or what she wore, I just, who are you? Right. Who Who's taking this in? I'm sad for you. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm uh, doing very well. We've got a special celebrity birthday today. Actor and survivor of the extremely fast lane. A man I met once at a Hollywood party. Oh, so many years ago. The true Iron Man in so many ways. Robert Downey Jr., 54 years old. Net worth as of 2019. $310 million. Oh, yeah. Boy, I don't know if you'd have made that prediction 20 years ago. Uh, You'll live no. to be 54 and have $300 million. Right. Yeah, yeah when right. I uh, when, for him. when I met him, I do believe he might have been inebriated. Uh, but uh, yeah. it was... Uh, Probably. Yes, it was uh, quite the time back then. The, uh, the, the, uh, the kids' movies there, the, uh, the superhero movies, make <laughs> a lot of money these days. Yes. And you can't replace him as Iron Man. I think people would freak out. That's my opinion. Sean? Uh, well, his contract is running out, and I don't think they're going to renew it. I I feel like they're pivoting towards kind of the quote-unquote new Avengers, where you're Captain Marvel, yeah. the, the new movie, that's going to be the new Captain America. Um, you know, they got the same rank. It makes sense there. Right. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's a one-for-one swap. Right, right. Uh, you know, yes. the, the, the Iron Man protege War Machine is probably going to step sure, into the, the Iron Man. Uh, clearly, you know, I can go on for another clearly. seven minutes if you guys want. <laughs> oh, but. Lord. Yeah, pivoting, Somebody give me a gun. Pivoting part of the evolution of life. Yes, indeed. Titanium uh, Man, sort of a more modern metal, perhaps. <laughs> right, right, a lighter metal. Iron, really impractical. The rust's number one. Kind of old time. Iron though. Man flying through the rain. All of a sudden, he can't... Fight Skeletor or whoever. 
Skeletor. Jeez. Iron Man didn't fight Skeletor. Come Make on. some Jeez. movies for adults. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's uh, Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, April four. Shot rings out in the Memphis sky. In the oh year boy. 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and, uh, and whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. You know, I saw a Democratic strategist talking about Joe Biden's video, which we'll play more from. We mentioned yesterday on the show, he hasn't said anything yet. He finally said something on this mm-hmm. little video. Uh, but so we'll play more from it. But I heard a strategist say, you know, the problem is not the issue, the hair smellings and then this response. The problem is you look at that video and see how far behind he is where you need to be in the modern world. He doesn't. He and his people think that that is OK. That lighting, that the, miking. I get it. The hit new film from Joe Biden movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, you don't understand the way people communicate today. You haven't yeah. hired anybody who can get better lighting and better sound than that. Right. I mean, right. really? It's, you uh, having a good time, Joe? It's like in uh, music. There's a difference between lo-fi, like your, uh, your, that garage band sound, like you're the, the Black Keys, for instance. Right. There's a difference between that and poorly recorded. Just bad. Right. Sometimes bad is bad. And also the, the social media video response is a classic, okay, it's clear my, my people are telling me I need to say something, but I don't really want to do a sit-down interview with anybody. Well, yeah. But w- wouldn't, wouldn't even high school kids do better than that? Well, yeah. We'll put together a video. They'd pick a background, for instance, where they're not like half in a window. You know, and half out of it with a lamp coming out of their head. And listen, I understand this is irrelevant to the future of the country, but yes, he sounds very old. It looked, it looked, well, it looked like somebody who doesn't know how the modern world works. And he sounded like someone who doesn't know how the modern world works. Well, well, uh, absent the accent, it looked and sounded like a guy apologizing for being a guard at Auschwitz 50 years ago. Wow. Or 75, (laughs) whatever. Do the math for me. I'm tired. All right. Wow. uh, Yeah. 15 minutes in, we got our first uh, look of of a very, very old man talking about something that happened a very long time ago. I was dumb enough. I bet the over today. I lost. Big on that yeah, Nazi what, Germany. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, and there were seven more women lining up to complain about Joe Biden's touchy feely style. Well, are some of them as stupid as yesterday? He moved his hand from my shoulder to my back during a picture. I'll let you judge. All right. Mueller team not happy with the Attorney General's summary, and yet another black eye for Facebook. How many eyes does Facebook have? Somebody's got to start punching them in the mouth or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Their work the body. Kill the body, the head will die. That's what wow. they say in boxing, which wow. is a brutal sport. <laughs> wow. Well, you punch a guy till he falls down unconscious. <laughs> That's wow. a boxing Barbaric. Oh, Grow up. Wow, wow. How's the mailbag look? It's all right. <laughs> Actually, it, there is a beautifully made point about our pro-cop-killing professor friend. And uh, so they're demanding six years of Trump's taxes. we got to talk about that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I suppose we ought to at some point talk about the New York uh, Times story that's out today. That there are people on the Mueller team unhappy with uh, Barr's four-page summary of the Mueller report. Allegedly. Right. Here's the problem. It's the same damn reporter... And the same newspaper that brought you a bunch of stories that we now know aren't true. And it's kind of a mad lib of those other stories, too. You take out, you know, one office and you insert another office. You insert uh, the Mueller team. You take off, says that uh, Defense Secretary Tillerson will be fired, and you insert this other. Right. So it has that same anonymous source people are saying. Yeah, your feel. sources. Are these the same sources that John Brennan, former CIA director, said, tell me that Jared Kushner will be indicted, and, you know, right. the stuff that was just wrong. Yeah. So. Same exact reporter. Yeah. That's <laughs> So what are you supposed to do that could be true? Singing the same song. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about it. It Well, all right, yeah, we'll talk about it. Mailbag. Right now, this is getting back to work. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Chuck Close. I had to, I thought that um, name sounded familiar, so I Googled it. He Glenn is, Close's old man? No, he's uh, he is the painter uh, of great repute. He's... Uh, quite paralyzed. Um, he had a, a spinal problem, but he paints these massive, like, photorealistic sculpt- or, uh, portraits of people and stuff. Really interesting guy. Bald-headed, bespectacled. Uh, if you saw his picture, you'd probably recognize it. God, I wish I could paint. I bet that's an awesome feeling. Oh, yeah. It, it must be. I uh, Please. I, I paint like an eight-year-old. Uh, but here's your quote from Chuck Close. Inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. I yeah, love that. That's interesting. I love that. You know what? And and I learned that in writing back when I used to write a lot. And I should, again, but I'm lazy. Um, you sit down and you start. That's how you get inspired. Right. You don't wait till you're feeling it. If you do that, you'll never do anything. It's uh, It goes back to, is it Plato, I think, said this? If you want to learn to play the flute, play the flute. Right. I mean, that is just so true about everything. Right. Right. Plato knew his way around the flute, too. Played it like an angel. Don't sit around waiting until it seems like the right time. Right, or, I, or you're... That's I don't have, a nice little mind. I don't, have the right, I don't have the right flute or... Right, or I'm, just, I'm waiting for inspiration to strike me. No, just sit down and start. That's how you get it. All right, moving along. Uh, might I propose a new whimsical segment, writes alert listener Joe. Once a week during mailbag where people can finish this sentence. You know you're an A&G addict when... And fill in the rest with a true statement about something you did or somehow referenced in your show. And I'm sorry, the show in your normal daily life. My latest true addict story is, you know, you're an A&G addict when you're trying to teach your kids about Gettysburg. And the only question your nine year old can muster is, where's Armstrongburg? How about if it's seven? Using. How about if it's seven o'clock and you've already lost your will to live? Would that be one? (laughs) What? 
<laughs> what? Well, the Dower Hour. Are you all right? We, we often... Is that a cry for help? We often have some, you know, <laughs> dour views of uh, how things are going. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or is it sometimes, you know, the big stories just are kind of uh, yeah. dour and, and nasty. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matthew writes, Dear Jack Joe, last night I actually woke myself up laughing from a dream in which you guys were many, many years from now in a nursing home, apparently the same nursing home, and the nurse was instructing so, you to eat more complex... Go, yes? So 2020? <laughs> um, and the nurse was instructing you to eat more complex carbohydrates, <laughs> which instigated, instigated a hilarious riff from Joe doing a funny voice of a complex carbohydrate, hang, having conversation with Jack doing the voice of a simple carbohydrate. I think that's very funny. It's a bit of an... I'm, I, well, go I ahead. I think that dream means you're unhappy in your marriage. I have no idea where this dream came from, but it was truly hilarious, like your show. Very kind of you to say, uh, keep mocking nutritional advice in my dreams, Matthew. I'd, I guess the, the complex carbohydrate would have, like, nuanced views and, and be well-read, and, and the simple carbohydrate would just be a dope. Is that how that bit would go? Apparently. Uh, we'd have to ask Matthew. It's his idea. Let's see. It. On the topic of pronouns, we mentioned that uh, University of California, is it? No, I, I didn't mention a university. I just saw a letter. It's the first time I'd ever seen it at the sign-off at the bottom with the um, uh, the person in their department and everything, their title. They put uh, underneath it, pronouns, colon, and listed their pronouns. Uh, I actually have seen. Somebody sent us, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the UC system, but it was something in California where, yeah, you had to get all the pronouns right or you could be disciplined or fired uh, for all your students. And Ray was one of a handful of people who wrote, so let me get this right. As a university employee, you can fail to refer to the appropriate pronoun and get fired, but your job will be protected by the administration if you advocate repeatedly and vehemently for the death of police officers. Well, that's a pretty good gut. That's contrast. correct, Ray. That's exactly right. What, do you have some questions? Do you find that perverse and wrong? Pretty good contrast there. Mind your own business. Well, we don't have time for we this. We have to protect uh, a variety of opinions. Like cops should be murdered. But we can't protect the opinion of, you couldn't, you would never protect the opinion of this whole pronoun thing is stupid. Right. You'd never protect that opinion. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. You know you're an A&G addict when your wife asks who your meeting is with today and you tell her Alec Baldwig. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Alex Baldwin. <laughs> anyway, um, so they demanded yesterday Trump show six years of his taxes. Um, it's an interesting conversation to have, uh, which we will actually coming up in a little bit. But right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, and there were seven. Three more women have come forward to accuse former Vice President Joe Biden of inappropriately touching them. This as Biden released a video in which he acknowledged that his penchant for hugging, shoulder-squeezing, and hair-sniffing might make some women feel uncomfortable. And he says he realizes... You know, social norms have begun to change, they've shifted, and the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. My responsibility, and I'll meet it. Maybe it's because I was in the AV department in high school (laughs) and have been in the media ever since. They called you the Spielberg of Central High. How in the hell do you not have anybody on your team who says, oh, the the sound on that is terrible. 
We got to get a lapel mic or something. Right. I mean, it's just that's incredible. We can get a pro crew over here in two hours. You don't right. need a pro crew to, to do oh, better I than know, that. I know. We could get a teenager not, over yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's how easy it is. I've seen I've seen stuff that my son's friends, nine year olds, have put together on their on their iPad. Mm-hmm. That's so much better than that. Barry from Thailand, we already have a global show, writes, The joke going around my neighborhood is Joe Biden's book is coming out shortly. It's called The Art of the Feel. Hey! Hey! So two things on that. One, Nancy Pelosi said specifically the allegations don't disqualify Biden, which is a pretty good person on your side, Speaker of the House. Two, there was an article in the New York Post from a uh, conservative columnist saying this is out of control. Where we're going with this, he... He sniffed people's hair. He put his hands on their legs. Okay. Um, none of them say it's sexual. Is this going to be disqualifying now? Have we just gotten to the point that we're, we're going to completely get away from a woman being able to say, hey, don't do that. That's weird. Right. You're just, yeah. you're just a frightened little animal. You're a little infant. Completely out of control of anything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is, is that what we want to do? This was from a conservative female right. columnist. Back in Joe Biden, it says, just say to him, please don't do that. Right. Now, if he goes farther than that, then we've got a different sort of problem. There's no indication that he would. Well, this might be a valuable moment in the way that only Nixon could go to China. Perhaps only Joe Biden could be the guy who's, well, the defendant who makes it clear to everybody that we've gone nuts. All right, so look, it was a little, you know, although I, I, I will tell you this, though. The Joe Biden thing is is weird. He's just apparently really into the sniffing and the rest of it. It's just odd. It's beyond quirky. But to the specifics of it, he put his hand on my back. So what? Tell him not to. Move his hand. What are you telling me for? I, I, I'm, I'm with the people on that. If we took a picture with somebody, though, and we're, you know, they're doing the group shots and everybody's smiling, they're getting yeah. their picture with you because they like you. Right. We're all putting our arms around each other. If some woman turned to me and said, don't put your hand on my back like that, I would think you're a weirdo. I, yeah, you're, there's something wrong with you. Okay, I won't, but you're yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. Now, the putting his hand on the 19-year-old's thigh, as I said yeah. yesterday, I've never had my hand on the thigh of any woman that I either wasn't currently having sex with or hoping to have sex with. Right. Personally. Right. You just you don't do that. Well, very quickly, the latest charges come from three women. One, a former White House intern saying as she was leaving the basement of the West Wing, Biden approached to shake her hand, put his hand on the back of her head, and pressed his forehead to her forehead while he talked to her. Yes, he grabbed people's heads and direct them anywhere. I, Joe Biden ought to know that. Uh, old Justin Fairfax, the... Uh, yeah, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia ought to know that. Anytime you grab a woman's head and make it go somewhere, oh, you've done something bad. Oh, geez. Rule of thumb, Joe, which ain't about beating women, you idiot. <laughs> Another woman met Biden after she was uh, at the Oscars with a group of sexual assault survivors. And while she was telling him about her friend who committed suicide, Biden pressed his head against her, which she said made her feel uncomfortable. So I wonder if the, the the thing to take away from this is not the groping, touchings, what that means. It's right. the, his campaign's not ready for the modern world, because we saw the video yesterday. Right. That's a takeaway. And the number of people that are coming forward to tell these pretty innocuous stories means there's a lot of people out there that rather would not have him be the candidate. These are people that are Democrats almost entirely. Yes. yes. That the only reason you'd tell this story is if you don't want him to be the candidate, right? Yeah. Because they're not that big a deal, I don't think. 
Yeah, I really think Joe Biden would make a great president, but I must tell the world this. No, that first woman is a Biden support or was a Bernie supporter. Mm-hmm. So he he needs to take away from this. His audiovisual crew sucks, and there's yes. not near as much support in his own party as yeah. he thinks there might you're, be. You're too old. Just stop <laughs> politicking. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, boy. We do have reports now that the Mueller report is more damaging to President Trump than Attorney General Bill Barr's short summary indicated. According to who? The New York Times reported some of Special Counsel Mueller's investigators have told associates that the Attorney General didn't express in his summary of Mueller's report how damaging their findings were. Are these the same associates that told the same reporter Jared Kushner's about to be indicted? Or uh, sources close to the Mueller investigation say Cohen met with Russians in Prague or whatever story you want to go with. I mean, that's the problem. And, and listen, it's the same, the yeah. same Eric Schmidt, the same reporter. Go ahead, Marshall. Why don't you finish up? I was just going to say that uh, the report says frustrated members of Mueller's team have said the evidence they gathered on possible obstruction by Trump was, quote, alarming and significant, with one unnamed person saying it was much more acute than Barr suggested. Well, whatever. Whatever. Barr said that he was not exonerated of uh, obstruction of justice, nor did they decide to to, uh, try to prosecute or anything like that. Which suggests to me that, yeah, there's some stuff that kind of smells like obstruction of justice. That's self-evident. A child could understand that. This God, this story's ridiculous. Well, it, it could be true, but why would I discuss it when we've had recent experiences with the same outlet? Where they just turned out, we, we found out a couple weeks ago, they were completely wrong. It's a report of a report. Right. Another report about a security leak at Facebook. Turns out users' data is still being exposed in other places. A cybersecurity firm found hundreds of millions of users' information on Amazon's cloud computing services. Bloomberg first reported that UpGuard found more than 540 million records, including account names, comments, and likes, were available to the public. Mark Zuckerberg still making... Senator? Our users' security is of the utmost importance. We'll do better, Senator. My team will get back to you on our new plan. There's nothing we care more about at Facebook than our users' information. Especially and it secure. Especially their email passwords, which we demand from them and then do stuff with. But we won't tell you what. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The first 50 times someone tries to tell you what kind of person they are, believe it. Zuckerberg? Yes. Or Facebook is an organization. We got this text. Should hit this real quick. The little girls who Biden nuzzled weren't likely to verbally express their obvious discomfort. Well, they, they did uh, um, in physically express their discomfort in a couple of cases. In videos of cases, things where they're yeah. pulling away with a weird look on their face. Yeah. And, Get off me, old man. And I know some of you say the power imbalance. You got the vice president of the United States grabbing your head and then kissing the back of your hair. You don't feel comfortable telling him to stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Well, uh, uh, the women all say the same thing. I was so flabbergasted. I didn't know what to do. Well, it's weird. It is People weird. People don't do that. Yeah. I, I can... If he grabbed your boob, you'd know exactly what's going on. Right. Oh, I get it. Right. You're what? making a sexual move. Knock his dentures right out of his mush. <laughs> Why are you smelling my hair? Right. Nobody's ever Wait smelled minute, my hair. What the hell is that? Jesus, that's Joe Biden. He's sniffing. <laughs> He's got his nose pressed into my hair. Yeah, that would freak you out. He's doomed. Oh, jeez. I don't know. That video was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
He's over here a in a jackass. bright window over here, and you can barely hear him, and he sounds 90. There's a lamp growing out of his head. <laughs> Photography 101. <laughs> uh, so they demanded Trump's taxes. Do we as a, a country demand this? We'll discuss this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I will say that in terms of Chairman Neal making this request, there are some risks for Democrats, in my opinion. The spirit of the law is that the Ways and Means Committee Chairman and the Senate Finance Committee Chairman can request these records in an effort or as they are attempting to conduct oversight uh, of the IRS. I think this is a little outside that scope, so I do think we should change the law. I think regardless of the law, the president should release his returns, but I do think that this could be a dangerous precedent. That's. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. That's the only person I heard make that argument yesterday. So yesterday, the committee that can do this sort of thing requested six years of Trump's taxes. If you're following politics at all, you know that Trump famously has not shared his tax returns, which has been a tradition going back quite a few years for presidential candidates in this country. But um, tradition's a good word. It just has been what's done since, was it Ford? Jerry Ford released his in the 70s? Like that. Yeah, I think it was Ford. Um, uh, so Trump didn't do it, and uh, there, there are people talking about making it a law. Okay, have that discussion, and we'll decide whether or not we're going to do that. But it's not a law currently. Uh, Trump has not released his taxes, and this guy is the only person I heard yesterday, former Republican congressman you've never heard of. It doesn't make any difference what his name is, making the argument, yet the Ways and Means Committee does have oversight over the IRS and has an ability to get into that if they think there are problems. But was the idea that they can grab anybody's tax returns they want to to try to find dirt on them? Not sure that's what the point of it was. Do we want to set that precedent that whoever's got the gavel in that committee, if you can get people to agree with them, we can just say, hey, what's that guy up to? Let's look at his taxes. Correction, Dick Nixon. Do I get a like box of rice aroni or something for being the runner-up? Uh, right. Here's their reasoning, which I found incredibly weak. The chairman of the committee, Richard Neal D. Mass, said, Congress is a co-equal branch of government, has a duty to conduct oversight of departments and officials. The Ways and Means Committee in particular has a responsibility to conduct oversight of our voluntary federal tax system. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I got voluntary. Voluntary. That's funny. I'm not voluntary. What the flame and bleep are you talking about? I sure as hell didn't volunteer to pay in what I paid in last year. So you know what? I I hate to let's skip over that for the moment. Uh, Has a responsibility to conduct oversight of our voluntary federal tax system and determine how Americans, including those elected to our highest office, are complying with those laws. In essence, he's arguing that the Ways and Means Committee has the power of auditing individual tax returns to determine how Americans are complying with those laws. Right. I'd say that's some very, very thin reasoning. Well, so so there's that angle of the story. Can they even do this? I have yeah. a feeling Trump's going to refuse to release his taxes. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. It's not up to him. If the IRS releases them, he can't. There's not much he can do about it. And the, to the courts we go. The IRS has all this information. Uh, yeah, then Trump would sue, I guess. Who? The IRS? Um, well, no, the the um, the uh, the committee is going to, you know, 
sue Trump, saying he has to turn him over. But they, the, the, but if they, they've Charging asked the violating the subpoena, they've asked the IRS to share them with them. Oh, and, and the IRS, they'll either comply or they won't. Right. Now the IRS is their boss is Mnuchin, who answers to Trump. I mean, he's yeah. a Trump appointee, right? So I don't know how that whole thing will work up. But yeah, you're right. To the courts we go, and we'll make yeah. that decision, right? And there's the question of do we want it to be a law that all presidential candidates need to. Um, share their tax returns. The majority of people in polls say yes. The the problem I have with that is it, it it's going to rule out so many businessmen from wanting to run for president. The crowd that's been in government their whole life, their tax returns are pretty simple, and uh, and there's certainly there's certainly nothing that anybody can attack them on. But if you're a businessman, here's what happens. I, I came up with a couple of old New York Times articles for the last two times I remember this happening. Trump. And Mitt Romney. So you remember years ago when Mitt Romney was running for president, he did release his tax returns. And the moment they came out, there were articles in the Washington Post and the New York Times and conversations all day long and cable news about how low his tax rate was. Almost nobody, and nobody legitimately claimed he did anything illegal. Right. He took advantage of the tax code, and this is how low his tax rate was. He didn't do anything illegal, and nobody made a move to change the tax law. The Democrats didn't get a hold of Congress and change the laws that he took advantage of right. because they used the same damn laws in their husband or wife's business at home for mm. their complicated taxes. I would suggest even your language right there was a little prejudicial, saying he took advantage of the laws, oh, I was, I was, which I was, in the English language is a little prejudicial. I was trying to use verbal italics. Right, okay, People say enough. that all the time, right. took advantage of. Well, about, okay, you did you literally. Didn't, you didn't decide to change the laws he followed. Who out there, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, I don't care who you are, is voluntarily... Not taking advantage of the tax laws that help you. Right. If you're out there, good for you, but I don't know anybody who does that, no matter what your politics. Here's a little Joe Getty Surreal Tax Theater. Calling my accountant Mike. Hi, Mike. Joe here. I've looked at the tax return you you, you uh, filled out for me, and I, I don't feel like I'm paying enough taxes. Could you add ten grand? Thanks. Click. And Please. S- and so then it was in March of 2017, during the presidential race, that candidate Trump some of his taxes leaked out. And you had this headline in the New York Times. You might remember discussing this. Trump wrote off $100 million in losses in 2005, leaked forms show. And the New York Times goes through how he wrote off all these business losses and avoided paying taxes. Avoiding should Avoided should be in quotes also. Yeah. Um, and avoided paying taxes. Yeah, he did. That's the laws on the books. If you're running a business and you have losses, you can go forward and you can write them off. That's the way it has been for a long time. That's the way it still is. Hillary Clinton complained about it. Democrats complained about it all day long in cable news about how Trump did this to avoid paying taxes. But nobody changed the law. Right. You know or, why? Even, or even suggested it. Hillary Clinton didn't even suggest changing the law. And the Democrats have controlled Congress. Have they changed that law? No. Because Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein and everybody else uses the same damn tax code right. to write off their losses. So, it's okay. It's something we've decided a good idea. It's a good idea to promote business. So that's the problem I have with the releasing the taxes. Yeah, it's just a cudgel to beat a candidate with. and It's I misconstrued by people who have no idea what they're talking about. Right. You can make it look insidious even though it's just following the law. That's the problem. And I, you know, as I said earlier, the financial levers upon us are, are powerful levers. And 
you know, it's conceivable you could find something troubling in there that, that the American voter should know. I admit that, and that's what makes it an interesting discussion And it's for probably me. why a majority of Americans want it to be a law, that you have to show yeah, your taxes. I think so. On the other hand, the reality of the situation is they just want a cudgel to beat a, a businessman with. Um, you know, if if you were to see, and, and this is a bit of an argument with your original premise, which I realize wasn't, you're moving past it quickly, but I'd love to see Nancy Pelosi's taxes and her husband's taxes and uh, the Feinstein family's taxes as they are zillionaires and they make many, many millions of dollars from government contracts. Really? That'd be yeah. interesting. Wouldn't they, that be fascinating? And to I'm see? sure they take advantage of the same tax laws that Mitt Romney and Donald Trump. I'm sorry, Trump they what took? now? <laughs> Take advantage. They follow using my finger the law. Quotes. Yeah, their accountant recommended to them, this is we, we use this law to write this off, and they said, okay. They didn't say, oh, no, I don't agree with that law. I think I should pay an extra $5 million. Of course they're not doing that. Yeah. Now, maybe um, yeah, that, maybe the, the, the best question is, why would it just be presidential candidates that we make it mandatory? Uh, everybody it, it, oh, no, should no, every no, should no, all 435 no. members of Congress. I don't know, but maybe every, maybe yeah, maybe maybe that would be a good idea. Well, it's a co-equal branch of government. How about at least the Speaker of the House? Yeah, certainly and, the and leadership. The, uh, right at the yeah, very the least. Sure. At the very least, if you're going to make it a law that presidential candidates have to show it, you got to have all the leadership. How about Supreme Court justices? I don't co-equal know. How, branch. I don't know how you'd leave that out. Mm. More transparency tends to be better than less. Maybe if you had enough people releasing the taxes, you wouldn't have this stupid game of acting like Trump and Mitt Romney did something wrong by following the current tax law. Well, if they were releasing their taxes simultaneous with Die, Fi, and Nancy, then, yeah, you wouldn't have the idiotic okay. Maybe partisan that's the answer. arguing. Maybe that's the answer. For the record, if, the, uh, if Trump's taxes do come to light, you could probably make a 10-part Netflix miniseries out of them. Oh, they're I'll be... bet they're wild. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so complicated. It, oh, yeah. And then you got to get the whole thing. How did he value his golf club for taxes versus for borrowing? And the bankruptcies and the rest of it. I'll yeah. bet it'd be a roller coaster ride. I'm not saying there's nothing there. I'm just saying I'm not sure it's right. I wonder how they chose six years. I wonder if there's a reason for that. I don't know. We'll probably find out like five years from now. The Armstrong and Getty Show.